live from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy going on lfa family shaking up my field of greens i got my force flowing through my veins and i'm ready to go he's ready to rock and roll and we want to know are you ready to rock and roll are you ready to go do you have the energy that it takes to save this country do you have the energy that it takes to share and rumble this video do you have the energy to get up off the couch and get up off the fence and make america great again scotty does j-dog does erica does irod car does piglet does dotette definitely does. Bad Moon has been here since before we even started streaming. Jackie Summers is in the building. How are you, Jackie? Good to see you. Mima is here. Mimi is here. Amanda Collins. Claire is in the building. Patty is here. Carolyn with a K is here. Willie Rumble is in the building. Suzanne Vermontes, how you doing? Talia. Talith is here as well. Dana is in the building. Cat Lover. Bobby Driver and Patriot 1776 for life. You're all here, okay, in America, not China, not China. And I appreciate you guys being here. Man, oh man, do we have a show for you today? We have assassination attempts uh, all over the world. We've got uh, uh, Dr. Phil schooling the view, which you'd never thought you would ever hear before. Uh, Donald J. Trump Jr., a target. Alabama Attorney General, a target. Tucker Carlson, a target. And we've got a new um, Monmouth University poll out that shows that a majority of Americans, Eli, now want a border wall. How far we've come in just a few years. How far we've come. Uh, We're going to be talking about Venezuela and a new report coming out there. Eric Adams wants to send violent illegal aliens back he wants ice to deport them well who would have ever thought that was going to be the case hmm we're going to talk about which cities are putting illegals over american citizens 
We're going to be talking about Trump and Biden both going to the border. We're going to be talking about the media bias that mainstream media outlets are starting to finally, finally uh, see and report on about the fair, unfair treatment to Donald Trump over these last six years or, or longer. We're going to be talking about Alvin Bragg and Jack Smith and how they're using an opportunity right now to pounce all over Donald Trump. We're going to be talking about Donald Trump's appeals that he's got going on. Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis. We're going to be talking about Chuck Schumer waving his uh, CCP flag. James O'Keefe cornering IRS agents and more. I can't think of a more full two hours of news and entertainment or entertainment and news that you get other than right here on Live from America here on rumble.com slash LFA TV. Also, ladies and gentlemen, do not forget that if you want to join in the revolution, if you want to help LFA TV move forward, then do not forget to go to jeremyharrell.com. That's right, jeremyharrell.com. Join the revolution newsletter at the bottom of the front page. And if you scroll back up, you can listen to great music, Rebirth of America, America was dying and still is dying, but there will be a rebirth. Don't worry. You can listen to great patriotic music, request a free Bible, listen to podcasts, check out Mike Lindell's store, check out the show, and also check out our store where we now have every single coffee cup in existence here on the $10 list. We've got Armor of God shirts on the $10 list or less. We've got the 3%er shirts on the $10 uh, overstock blowout sale. Check out our featured Armor of God items. Check out our Rapture Ready sweatpants, Armor of God sweatpants, and much, much more. And you can even get your dose of Rise Up coffee there. Do not forget, and there's a donate section right up top. There's also an American Strong Companies page that has about 500 American businesses in this directory. Now, uh, we've not done much to manage this, but as we move forward with the new LFA TV website that'll be dropping soon, we're going to be doing a lot more with this. Check this out. You can shop with a bunch of American companies right here, people who watch LFA, people who love this country, people who are patriots, right there on JeremyHarrell.com, the American Strong Business Directory. Check it out today, folks. We really appreciate all of your visits and your loves and your shares and your donations, all of it. We really do. Um, folks, I also want to take this time to uh, let you know that uh, the, with the upgrading of studios, uh, my, our studio has been being upgraded ever since we moved into it, piece by piece, as we can afford it. Uh, Mike Crispy and uh, producer Frankie just upgraded their studio. Ryan has upgraded his studio. And what you're going to see in 2024 is us utilize these studios in different ways other than just our shows, meaning that we're going to do a lot of roundtable discussions with the LFA TV hosts. We're going to be having one-on-one conversations and interview specials that we put out on the weekends um, and and a lot more. So just be on the lookout, be ready for each and every one of those, uh, for uh, every one of those streams. Um, As we grow LFA TV, we want to be able to grow the awareness, but we also want to bring people into the fold and we want to get people part of this LFA family that are willing and ready, ladies and gentlemen, at all times and at all costs to be able to to step up and and, and step up to the plate and get on the the uh, the battlefield out there. And the only way to do that is to be informed. And that's what each and every show does in its own right 
here on LFA TV. And speaking of that, also do not forget that we do have evening shows here on LFA TV as well. Drew Hernandez starts at 6, uh, 7 p.m. We've got uh, uh, Roger Stone. Also at 8 p.m., we've got Trumpet Daily, trumpetdaily.com at 9 p.m., and we've got Man in America at 10 p.m. So we've got shows right through the evening that you might want to check out. Also, Chris Green just donated a 500. Eli, you see that? I saw it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. Here you go, brother. Thank you, for uh, Jeremy and Eli, for all you do. No, thank you guys for creating a network that we can all belong to, that we can all actually um, work together to save this country it's really amazing let's go to the lord jesus calling february 27th already folks where is the month going eli february 27th we do have a february 29th this year though it's a leap year did you know that ah nice extra day so i want to ask is there anybody out there that has a birthday on february 29th like how do you do you celebrate your birthday on february 28th every year or do you celebrate your birthday on march 1st every year other than a leap year. I always, I always wondered that. Like, what happens to people out there who are born on a leap year on February 29th? What happens? If anybody out there uh, has an answer to that, let us know. And, Chris, thank you so very much. We definitely will make sure that we put that to good use, as we always do. Don't let problems intimidate you. You are a soldier of God. You are a child of God. And yea, though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you will fear no evil because you are wearing the armor of God. You're wearing the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation. You have the tools and the resources that you need with God, and that's just the way it is. And nothing can pull you off that path unless you allow it to. I, the mighty one, am in your midst, and I am greater than all the trouble in the world. Hold tightly to my hand. And you can walk confidently through your toughest times. But you want to know how you can really see God's miracles and blessings making this country great again, making this country godly again, is by sharing those experiences with other people, not keeping them to yourself. Remember, it's called the good news, not the selfish news. Psalm 13, or excuse me, Psalm 138, verse 7. Though I walk in the midst of trouble... You will revive me. You will stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand will save me. Zephaniah 3.17 The Lord your God in your midst, the Mighty One, will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with His love. He will rejoice over you with singing. And tonight, before you shut out those lights, folks, remember... You are not alone. I am with you. Remember that. Always and forever. Not only God, I'm with you too. I'm right there with you. You need anything, you know where you can reach out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much, Natalie. I appreciate that. Thank you, Veronica. Thank you, Scotty. Thank you, Dautet. Thank you to all who have smashed that thumbs up button. And now, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's remove our hats and let's bow our heads. Our Father, who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So happy to have all of you here. And before we get started today, I want to play my cold open video that I had ready and lined up for you because it is always nice when somebody with some sense, and I'm not saying he's got a lot of sense, but he's been showing a lot of sense lately because he's got a book out and he wants to sell it. But it's always nice when somebody goes on a, a talk show where the talk show host or hosts need to have a little bit of common sense drilled into their very, very hard heads. Today, we're going to be focusing on Dr. Phil confronting the ladies of The View on what COVID did to the youth what COVID did to our generation. This is the cold open video of the day. Roll it. And COVID hits 10 years later, and the same agencies that knew that are the agencies that shut down the schools for two years. Who does that? Who takes away the support system for these children? Who takes them away and shuts it down? And by the way, when they shut it down, they stopped the mandated reporters from being able to see children that were being abused and sexually molested and in fact sent them home and abandoned them to their abusers with no way to watch and referrals dropped 50 to 60 percent so there was also a yeah. pandemic yeah, going was, on they were trying to save they were trying lives, to save so kids well. lives remember we know a lot of folks who died during this so it wasn't people weren't laying Not around eating bond, but well you know what we're lucky maybe we're lucky they didn't because we kept them out of the 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 places that they could be sick because no one wanted to believe we had an issue. Are you saying no school children died of COVID? I'm saying it was the safest group. They were the less vulnerable group and they suffered and will suffer more from the mismanagement of COVID than they will from the exposure to COVID. And that's not an opinion, that's a fact. That's not an opinion. That's a fact. And I like how Anna Navarro said, wait a minute. Are you trying to say, you know how she embellishes her accent a little bit? Because I've heard her speak better than that. And I don't, and I don't mean better as in better. I mean, I've, I've heard her speak more clear English than that. Are you trying to say that none, no children died of COVID? Are you trying to say that no child that was exposed to COVID died from it? No, I'm not saying that, dummy. What I'm saying is the population that was at least vulnerable will suffer the most out of it. And that is true. I have five kids, and I can tell you their physiology, their ability to ward off sickness, their ability to fight against disease has absolutely diminished. They're always sick now. They're always sick now. And it wasn't like that before COVID. So something happened. You took them out of environments in which they needed to be in as children to strengthen their immune systems. You took them out of environments where they actually had communication, close communication and contact with people in their daily lives that we need to have as humans. It is called human nature. And these ladies, these clucking hens, whatever you want to call them, are so hell-bent on propping up Dr. Fauci that they don't listen to Dr. Phil. And while I don't agree with Dr. Phil on a lot of things, on this, I agree. I agree 100%. Do you want to know why? Because I never, ever, ever experienced the physical, the emotional, and the social effects that my kids have right now because of COVID, because of the COVID policies. I've never seen it before. 
This, they call them the inside generation. Now, my youngest daughter is Alpha, Gen Alpha. She's not experiencing that. But my Gen Z kids, they are go- they're gone compared to what they would have been had these policies not been in place, had they not been locked down, had they not had to experience social distancing, had they not had to wear masks, all of that. It's, it ruined America. And that's when Donald Trump had said, you can't let the cure become worse than the disease. That's exactly what happened. So it is nice that Dr. Phil, while trying to promote his book, is all over the internet now saying common sense things. He went on Joe Rogan and did it. He's on The View and did it. He went on Fox News and did it. I know he's got a book coming out, but common sense is always nice. I guess better late than never. So what I would like to do to start the show out today is to give the Smarty Award of the day to good old Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil, you get the LFA TV Smarty Award of the day today. Again, not anything different than you or I would do if we went on The View, but it's just nice that somebody actually did it. It's nice that somebody actually did it. All right, now to get a first and foremost section of the day. Got that? Eli, you got yours? We shaking? We're shaking. And we're shaking. And we're shaking. Bottoms up. You got to have that fuel before you start. You got to have that field of greens before you start. Okay, here we go. First and foremost section of the day. 19 minutes past the hour. You guys are sharing. You guys are caring. We're reporting. Ladies and gentlemen, yesterday, Donald Trump Jr. had this happen. That's right. Donald Trump Jr. opened a letter at his home in Jupiter, Florida, that contained an undeniable, and I mean unidentified, excuse me, white powder. Multiple fire trucks and men in hazmat suits were spotted at his home. That's right. They are now trying to kill the members of Donald Trump's family. We knew this was going to happen. We expect more of this to happen. A hazmat team and firefighters arrived to Donald Trump Jr.'s Jupiter, Florida home after the former president's son received a letter containing white powder and written and a written death threat Note that I will show you here in just a minute. Quote, it just became a little bit too commonplace that this sort of stuff happens. Donald Trump Jr. told the Daily Caller. Thank you, Andrea, for the $20 donation. We love you. God bless you. Clearly, if this happened to a prominent Democrat, it wouldn't be tolerated. And it would drive news coverage for weeks, he continued. The media would blame all Republicans and force them to answer for it. But since it's me, radical haters on the left will largely get a free pass and the media will barely flinch. And I will add to that, sir, that they will celebrate in silence. They will celebrate when those cameras go off. I'd like to say happy 89th birthday to Barbara's mother. Barbara's mommy, 89 birthdays. And here you are, still here, still kicking, still being an awesome, uh, encouraging uh, role model for the people in the family around you. Happy birthday. So that's where we are. That's where we are. Swatting 
and sending mysterious powder and death threats to people because we cannot beat them. Now, Donald Trump Jr. says it's demented leftists that are sending, that sent this death threat that ended up sending this powder. And of course, it was typed up. So we're going to go and read these death threats right now. Again, viewer discretion is advised. If you have any children that are watching right now that may hear what I'm about to read and what I'm about to put on the screen. And I'd like to thank our friend Toria Brooke for posting this. And I'm going to snag it real quick from her Instagram. Again, how many lives will be ruined before psychopath Donald is silenced? Lee Harvey Oswald's grandson must complete his contract. Like his father, Donald Jr. continues to shack up with his California whore. Newsom is laughing his ass off. Jared, Ivana, and Barron have been silenced by sorry bastard Donald. Lara Unaska has surfaced as Donald's latest whore, while gutless Eric is just a weak bastard. What does Lara know as a leader? She will soon have a sore mouth, and Eric will no longer have the services of his whore. When can we expect to hear that Donald John Trump has submitted applications for he and his family to become citizens of the Soviet Union. Yep, it still exists. We know that Mary Trump is a class act burden by actions of mother effing Donald John Trump. It's time for Mary to hear that Donald and his family gone up in smoke when the Trump plane dives into the Atlantic Ocean. What do you think of that, Eli? It's just hilarious because if you trade out all those names for like Biden or Obama, those accounts would be shut down, restricted, gone in a heartbeat. Not only that, Eli, the Secret Service, the FBI, the DOJ, they would find out who typed this letter in the matter of 48 hours It would be leaked. An ongoing investigation would be leaked to the mainstream media. They would put a Trump MAGA hat on it. They would say it was a right-wing extremist. They would blame it on Donald Trump and his family for their rhetoric. They'd try to pin it on him, and they would try to take him off a ballot in whichever state that this happened, then they would arrest this person. They would kill this person before they brought them in because it wouldn't be the correct person. It would just be the narrative, and that would be how that would go. Anything to add to that? I'd say you pretty much nailed it. That was incredible. (laughs) That is how they work, folks. They're disgusting. They're despicable. They're evil, and they will not stop at powder in the mail and death threats typed up about a person's family. This is the very beginning. When I've reported to all of you, and by the way, please share this video. We are approaching 5,000. That is incredible for 26 minutes in. 
Share to your social media accounts. Share to your Facebook groups. It always helps. When I report for you that things are going to get a lot worse before they get better, and when I report for you that they will stop Trump or at least try to at all costs, I mean at all costs. I know that sounds... Um, I know that sounds redundant, and I know it sounds like it's over-dramatized, but it's not. They are invoking the names of people like Lee Harvey Oswald, who didn't even kill JFK, and if he did, he was part of the CIA process and plan to do it. When they start invoking names like that, and, 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 and John Wilkes Booth and others, what do you think they're willing to do? What do you think that they are capable of doing? That's a question that I think you really need to ask yourself as you approach this very heated and divided 2024 election. Now, here's a developing story still containing or still um, pertaining to the story of assassination attempts. Here's a breaking and developing explosive story for you. An explosive device detonated, not was placed, not was dropped by the FBI and pretended that it wasn't there. No, 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 no. An explosive device detonated outside of Republican Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall's office. According to the reports, the explosive device was detonated on Saturday morning. Nobody was injured in the explosion No other details were immediately released. Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall, although, did release a statement. And before I read this statement, I do want to turn your attention to a video, and I won't play it again because I won't put anybody through the ear pain of that. But yesterday I played a video of Joyless Reed and her fake Donald Trump wig that she wears, and she was talking about Alabama. And she was talking about how Alabama is racist. And she was talking about how Alabama doesn't want illegals. And she was talking about how Alabama only wants white Christian nationalists, remember? Well, this happened in Alabama. How weird is that? Attorney General Steve Marshall issued a statement regarding the detonation of an explosive device located outside the Alabama Attorney General's office in Montgomery. He stated, quote, in the early hours of Saturday, February 24th, an explosive device was detonated outside the Alabama Attorney General's office building in Montgomery. Thankfully, no staff or personnel were injured by the explosive. The Alabama Law Enforcement Agency will be leading an investigation, and we're urging anyone with information to contact immediately. Eli, this is the Attorney General's office in the state of Alabama. Don't you think that cameras would have caught anybody at any time dropping off an explosive device? You'd think so. We can take pictures of stars billions of miles away, but cameras here on Earth are still a little fuzzy. Yeah, we drop calls everywhere and we can't get... Oh, we we don't know. The The camera quality was bad. Yeah, well, we had the camera footage and the video footage of the DC pipe bomber. On January 6th, and now we know that that was in a complete FBI setup. So, what's going on here? Do we have another setup going on? 
Something must be happening. We'll keep you updated on that as it's a developing story. Now, something that I did not report on yesterday or the day before, because we just had so much to go through and I had priorities, but I feel that it's now time for me to report on it after it's been out a couple days and after all these other assassination attempts have happened. How can we still be fighting to send money to Ukraine when the Ukrainian government has a hit list with American civilians on it? That's the question of the day. I remember when American lives at stake didn't matter if they were Democrat, didn't matter if they were Republican, didn't matter if they were independent. I remember when if an American life was at stake, it was all hands on deck. You do not leave an American life behind. And an American life is more important than anything. I mean, outside of God, obviously. I remember a time in which that was the case. So why would we fund and continue to fight for funding for a country that has Americans on a hit list? I'd like to ask that question to the LFA audience today. The FBI sucks. Get rid of these alphabets. I agree wholeheartedly. Wholeheartedly. Good morning. Thank you very much. We appreciate you being here. Eli, there's one of those Mel Gibson posts. Get rid of it. Now, you never see flyers out there for missing kids. Exactly. Exactly. So I want to, I want to talk a little bit about Ukraine putting Tucker Carlson on a hit list. I want to talk a little bit about Ukraine apparently trying to kill or at least attempting to put together this plan to try to kill Tucker Carlson while he was in Russia. Because it seems to me, ladies and gentlemen, that the Biden administration, as soon as they heard that there might be an assassination attempt on Tucker Carlson's life, regardless if he was there interviewing Putin or not, it seems to me like the Biden administration should do something about that. Eli, remember when they fought so hard to get that man, Brittany Grenier, that 75-foot-tall man playing in the WNBA? Remember when they did everything? They even released a murdering Russian mercenary to get this 75-foot-tall string bean man, but yet they won't do anything when the Ukrainian government puts a hit list out on Tucker. Weird. There's still that other soldier that was uh, imprisoned over in Russia, right? People were saying, why don't we get him out too, I guess, if you're getting Brittany. But no, left him there too. Left him there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going to leave the journalists. Going to leave the soldiers. Not going to care about Tucker Carlson having a hit list from the Ukrainian government that we're supporting. No, 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 no. Let's get Brittany Grinier. Let's get that Adam's apple of a man. What in the Adam's apple is going on here, Eli? What in the testosterone is happening here when we go get a man to play women's basketball that nobody cares about, but we don't care about Tucker Carlson, arguably one of the most popular people on planet Earth. Here's the allegation. Here's the testimony. Here's the whistleblower who says it's all true. Roll this. Now, 
а также работе с тенниками. 31 января куратор получил задание забрать с тенниками разрывное устройство и использовать его для подрыва автомобиля. Что вам обещали? Здесь нужно вграждение 4000 долларов. Где должно было быть применено взрывное устройство? На подземной парковке отеля «Фашизм» в Москве необходимо было забрать взрывное устройство из тайника и залозить его под Против кого планировалось применить взрывное устройство? Ну, было сообщение. Сейчас вы знаете, кто был целью? Да, американский журналист Акер Карлсон. Что пошло не так? На Италии подготовки был задержан с отдельным Москве. I haven't heard mainstream media talk about one of their fellow brothers in journalism. I haven't heard Fox or anybody really talk about this, have you? Well, I'll tell you what I have heard is everyone running Tucker into the ground. He's not even a real journalist. <laughs> wow. Wow. When our country doesn't even care about our own citizens enough to even acknowledge that the country that we're stealing from our own people to fund and prop up is putting out hit lists, and hiring people to actually kill our citizens. I would like a reporter to ask that question to Joe Biden and watch him stumble-mumble and puke up his ice cream trying to think of an answer. I would even like Corinne Jean-Pierre ask that question questions so we can watch her say, let me be clear, and then not answer the question. I would like real questions to start being asked. Real questions. You know, like the insurrection. How could Donald Trump overthrow himself? Because he was the president. How could he insurrect against himself? These are common sense questions that every reporter or journalist should be asking to these people. Why are we continuing to try to bring the Senate and the House together to come up with a bill to try to help Ukraine even more when Ukraine has our civilians, our citizens on a hit list and tried to kill them? Ask that question. Do you support murdering American citizens? Of course we don't. Explain this to us then. Explain to us how you don't support the murdering of American citizens, but you support Ukraine who's trying to kill American citizens. Explain to us how two plus two equals five. Because it doesn't make sense to us. And it doesn't make sense to me. Which lets me know that just like Joe Biden and the left are involved and in bed with the cartels trying to destroy America, they would love Tucker Carlson to be assassinated. They would love to put a bullet in my head. And I'm just a little nobody who can't even get 10,000 people to watch him. Tucker Carlson has tens of millions. They'd love it if I died. Now, moving away from assassination attempts, I would like to go to the border. A new poll just put out to the public from Monmouth University says that a majority and by a good number of U.S. citizens now in 2024 support building 
a border wall between the United States and Mexico. I guess Donald Trump, Eli, was right again. So let's build the wall 10 feet, 20 feet, 100 feet tall. Build the wall, build the wall, 10 feet, 20 feet, 100 feet tall. What? What? Build the wall, build the wall, 10 feet, 20 feet, 100 feet tall. You know what? I'd like to uh, give Bumblebee Patriot the uh, comment of the day. Jeremy, the hit request probably came from Joe Biden himself. Well, at least his office, right? So with a majority of citizens, at least according to the new Monmouth poll, supporting a border wall, the news came out yesterday that Joe Biden is finally going to the border on Thursday. Donald Trump is going to the border. What day, Eli? Thursday. So that means that they'll both be at the border at the same time. Now, the chances that they'll be at the same section of the border are probably few and far between. But here's what I see, my friend. Joe Biden's at the border. Kamala Harris came down here, and the border was... Wide open. We saved it. We saved the border from the border. We saved the Mexicans from the Americans. Everything is good. And all of a sudden, in the distance, Eli, you see dust. Big cloud of dust. And in that dust, you see one, two, not three, not five, but ten government uh, secret service Tahoes. Mad maxed out, flying through the desert, smoke, I mean, dust everywhere, kicking up the dust of the desert. Secret Service comes over to Joe Biden, whispers in his ear, Joe, Joe, you see that? Something's coming over in the distance. Joe goes, What's going on over there? Is that, is that my friend? Is that my friend coming in the bar? And all of a sudden, they see that it's the Secret Service with Donald Trump. And he pulls up and he gets out, <clears throat> does one of these, pushes people out of the way, and says, the real president is here now. It's time to build the wall. Americans want it. Eli, is it, wouldn't that be great? Oh, I just want that to happen. <laughs> That'll never happen, but that would be amazing if Donald Trump crashed Joe Biden's presser at the border. Because you know it's going to be this uh, pampered, propped up, pedestal, protected Joe Biden They're going to have a backdrop that they choose to have that's going to be just perfect for their narrative, whichever it is. And I want to see Donald Trump just roll in like the boss he is and say, now we're here at the same time. Let's hash this out. Let's debate this issue right here, right now. Call him out on live TV like WWE. Donald Trump would win the hearts of millions of people, Eli, if he did that very thing. But don't you dare put it past Joe Biden. I almost got a feeling he'll be standing there handing out bottles of water to the nice ones. Uh, pay, pay Mamo. Pay Mamo. Here, take this water or something. Uh, welcome to America. See, they're not all bad. They're not bad. They're nice people here. Hola. Hola. Oh, hola. <laughs> hola. Little guy. Anyway, Biden and Trump will be visiting the border on the same day. 
The two main competitors for the 2024 presidential election will both be visiting the border on Thursday. The White House announced that Biden's trip, uh, they announced it on Monday morning. On Thursday, Biden will travel to Brownsville, Texas to meet the U.S. Border Patrol agents, law enforcement, and local leaders. He will discuss the urgent need to pass the Senate Bipartisan Border Security Agreement. The toughest and fairest set of reforms to secure the border in decades, which is a look at the tongue, look at the tongue, lie. That's a lie. I'll take what is a lie for $10,000, Alex. He will reiterate, he can't even say that word, his calls for congressional Republicans to stop playing political games and politics provide funding needed for additional U.S. Border Service agents. More asylum officers and and detection technology and more. No, what this does is it allows Border Patrol to have more resources to document more rats. And at the same time, at the same time, ladies and gentlemen, we'll give a ton of money to Ukraine that Donald Trump will never, ever, 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 ever be able to touch, make them pay back, stop paying them or anything, or else he'll be impeached. You got to be a moron to even think that anything that comes out of this government is even remotely true. Trump will be visiting Eagle Pass. Oh, I wish he wasn't, though. Oh, I wish Trump would just say I'm going to Eagle Pass, but then take his convoy right to El Paso. Donald Trump's campaign um, has basically labeled Joe Biden's visit at the border chasing us at the border. Eagle Pass and Brownsville are about five hours apart from each other. When Joe Biden was getting ice cream and when he was asked about Donald Trump also going to the border on the same day, well, first of all, let me show you getting him getting his ice cream with Seth Meyers because he went on the Seth Meyers show last night, Eli, and had a teleprompter for every question that Seth Meyers asked him, which is incredible. But this is your president, folks. This is your resident. Oh, ice cream. Charcoal up. Look, he's trying to he's trying to catch up. Nobody even cares. That is. We've got mint chip. We've got coffee avocado. How about mint chip? Mint chip, you got it. And how about then, uh, sugar cone? Yeah. Okay. I was worried you were going to be that guy who asked for all the samples. <laughs> <laughs> we can get just the samples. By the way, I'm last of the big spender some ease, so watch whatever he's at. Oh, look at that. I'll do that a honeycomb. Don't you love that, folks? What would you like here? We've got mint chip. We've got chocolate, Eli. How about this? Imagine if that ice cream lady had been based, right? Now we know she's not because we know the Secret Service would never allow Biden to go into an unfriendly based situation. But just imagine, for example, if she was. And she, he said, what kind of crackery ice cream you got right here, there, pretty lady? Let me see how you smell first. And she goes, well, we've got fentanyl. We've got, um, 
We've got no green cards. We've got uh, murder, uh, illegals murdering people. We've got inflation, and we've got a weak border. Which one would you like, sir? Imagine that, Eli. But you could tell she definitely wasn't based, and that was probably, was that in California? Because didn't she say avocado ice cream? What kind of gross stuff is that? If she did say we have the fentanyl, we have the open border, we have the murder, we have that, he'd go, I'll take the chocolate. (laughs) Oh, well, you know what, Eli? Somebody in the chat uh, had to say it. So I'm going to go ahead and play it, and that is this right here for all those people in that uh, little experiment, that TV experiment that you just saw. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. (laughs) Cocaine sure is a hell of a drug. Well, then the resident of the United States, Joseph Robin at Biden, was asked about Donald Trump going to the border. He didn't know, and he was caught off guard while he was sucking down his ice cream. Corn Pop gave it to me years ago. Kept it in my garage by my Corvette. Almost burned down. I know the feeling of Maui. I know what they're going through. The cat almost burned. I've been planning to go Thursday. What I didn't know is uh, my good friend apparently is going. And will you meet with migrants while you're there, Mr. President? Well, I'm not going to announce ahead of time. Secret Service doesn't like me announcing exactly what I'm doing. Well, I plan on going Thursday. What I didn't know is our good friend, Eli. What I didn't know is our good friend is going to be down in our tomb. Will you meet with migrants? I'm not going to say what I'm going to do. Secret Service doesn't like me doing that. He is God. He, he said... He looks so afraid of what's coming next. You know, like walking (laughs) and talking and all that hard stuff, man. Walking upstairs, downstairs, you know, all the hard stuff. Well, remember the Border Patrol, Eli, remember the Border Patrol Union that I talked about last week that had some harsh words for Joe Biden? Well, they got some more for him. Unfortunately, a visit by Biden three years into his term and after repeatedly stating there is no crisis is a little too late. Whether stating it himself, I'm reading this in quotes, by the way, whether stating it himself or through White House Press Secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, Biden has said that he's done everything he can to secure our border. If that was the truth, they continued, and it wasn't, there would be no point in visiting the border now. But even if he were to put the proper policies in place at this late hour, he'd be doing it only to try to save his presidency. Oh, they're not done. They continued by saying, and self-serving actions, when time is winding down, should always give Americans pause. Common sense dictates that as a lame duck, he'd revert back to his open border policies if he was reelected. Biden is going to the border now solely to try to save himself. Border security should never be about politics. It should always be about the safety and the security 
of this great nation and the American people. Well said by the Border Patrol Union. Well said by a group of people that literally has to work in these conditions and they've now said we've had enough. Biden has S for brains and S in his diapers. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Voter USA, it is impossible to get 2,000 likes. We've never done that during a show before. But I guess all things are possible with God. What part of Brownsville border? It's very congested at every crossing. You know what? I wish every Texas citizen would go down there and crash Biden's border visit. Somebody said something about a moderator. She's a moderator. The only moderators in here are me and Eli. Spaghetti brains. I like that. That's a lot better than the other one. Spaghetti brains. All you Michiganders, vote today if you did not vote early. Yes. Make sure you Michiganders are out there voting today. He is a complete embarrassment, says Shishu. I agree with you 100%. Now, ladies and gentlemen, as we plug right along here and truck right along here, I'm going to divert your attention to this report coming out of Bloomberg. And this right here is where, Eli, we're going to short clip this story because this story is probably the most important story of the day as it pertains to our border, okay? So I want everybody, all hands on deck right now, This was reported by Bloomberg. I want you to really understand what you're about to see. Per Bloomberg, which is a left-leaning, liberal, Marxist news organization, says Venezuela is getting safer as criminals and single men from gangs flee to other countries. Well, Eli, shoot, I wonder where the hell they're going. If Venezuela, Eli, is becoming safer and America is becoming a lot less safe, I wonder where the hell they're going. Well, ladies and gentlemen, CBS report, or CBP, excuse me, CBP reports over 500,000 encounters. That's over a half a million that they've encountered with Venezuelan nationalists since 2021, and nearly all of them were single male travelers. So now let's pull up this story from Bloomberg. Venezuela's violent death fall to a 22-year low on migration. This rate is the lowest since 2001, Violence Observatory says. And the suicide rate rises amid continued humanitarian crises. Wow. Wow. So if, there, if, if there's countries getting safer and ours is getting a lot less safe and they say because they're migrating out of Venezuela to other countries and CBP here says that they've encountered on record over a half a million and Donald Trump says that South America and Venezuela and all of them are sending us their worst, not their best 
Where do you think that these Venezuelan criminals and these felonious actors are going? Where do you think the gang members are going? They're coming to America. And not the way Eddie Murphy did it in the late 80s, folks. They're coming the Biden way. The Build Back Better way. Eli, I finally understand what Build Back or Better means. It means build back the pathway to destroy this country through that southern border just a little bit better. Yeah, it was, he was always very literal about it. It was just his version of better. What he thinks is better for America. So well, first of all, he doesn't think, but it sounds like somebody he used to work for. You know, hope and change. Change. <laughs> Eli, let's hear your best Obama accent. Well, Jeremy, I, I really appreciate that you would uh, ask me about my Obama, uh, what is that, Michael, uh, Michelle? Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I got interrupted by my husband. Wife, damn it, back to you, Jeremy. <sighs> a lot of, uh, a lot of, what do they call it, misdirection, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's salesman, that's salesman, that's dirty salesman tactics right there. That's what that is. So ladies and gentlemen, Venezuela at an all-time, or 20-year low in their criminal activity, and America at a 20-year high. I wonder if anybody can do the math. Now let's go to New York City for a little bit. Because you know we up here mayoring, Eli. Yeah, we up here mayoring. We up here just living, you know, in the New York Apple, the Big Apple, chocolate administration, hanging earrings and all that, yo. Yo, we out here. It's me, your favorite mayor. Mayor Eric Adams. And now I want my sanctuary city to report dangerous illegals in my city to ICE. Yo, we got to get them out of here, Eli. We got to remove them from our city and stuff now. Weird. I thought they were welcome. Yo, not anymore, bro. This is Eric Adams now calling for his sanctuary city to be changed, the rules, the law to be changed a little bit, so that some illegal aliens, you know, the ones that are dangerous and commit felonies, that they can be turned over to ICE for deportation. But not all the rest that are taking your jobs, looking at your kids, plotting, planning to take over your home, because that is happening. Roll it. We overwhelmingly the migrants in the cities that are here. They want to, they want to work. I still don't understand why the federal government is not allowing them to work. They need to have the right to work, like all of us that have come to this country have the ability to do so. But those small numbers that are committing crimes, we need to modify the, uh, the sanctuary the city law. And if you commit a felony, a violent act, we should be able to turn you over to ICE and have you deported. It is a right to live in this city, and you should be Pretty sure that you're under investigation by your own city council because you're giving illegals 10K in prepaid debit cards. Just saying. You're under investigation by the FBI. You're under investigation by the city council. The city is worse than it was under Mayor de Blasio. Eli, can you imagine that it's worse today than it was under the guy who ate hamburgers and french fries and made him think of the vaccines? I mean, there was a, there was a burger aspect to that, right? No, no. It was the burger, but there was the fries aspect that went with it. Oh, yeah. That was great. 
I, when you think of these fries, I want you to think of COVID vaccines. What? That was your previous mayor. This mayor's worse. And I got to be honest with you. I think that mayor in Chicago might even be worse than his predecessor, Beetlejuice. But isn't it a hypocritical thing to say? I think it is. We got to deport all of them. Meanwhile, cities like Portland, Denver, San Francisco, Baltimore, Boston, some of, Amer- some of America's favorite cities of the past are becoming absolute shift holes today. And the reason why is because they're defunding the police. They're not fixing the American homeless problem. And they're allowing all of the illegals in to take over the buildings, the public buildings like the school gymnasiums and the community centers, all on taxpayer dollar dimes. And their budgets are blowing up and they can't afford it. So instead of stopping it, they are cutting services to the cities. How long do you think you can keep this up? For all of you who live in Denver, Colorado or around Denver, Colorado, this next story from Live from America pertains to you. Now, I'm going to ask 5,400 people to stop playing games and smash that rumble button and share this video. Let's crank this information out to the world. The city of Denver has been struggling for weeks now to pay services for the illegal border crossers. Good. Early in February, it was announced that the city would start cutting services for taxpayers and unsuccessfully tried to blame Republicans. Now the city is going to start cutting the hours, ready for this, of city employees. In some cases, down to zero. That's right. That's called, you don't have a job anymore. I thought we were building back better, Eli. I thought we were, I thought the adults were in charge now, and we were building back better, but yet we're losing jobs. Inflation is all the way up. Prices are through the roof. Can't afford anything. People aren't even living paycheck to paycheck anymore. It's even worse than that. But yet, we're going to cut jobs from services that cities need down to zero. Maybe the migrants represent better, so they're building back the new better citizens. Oh, you mean they renamed the illegals better? That's their name now? Like they changed the name of racist? So now the word illegal or migrant is just better, so we're going to build back with them? Yep. That's what build back better means, folks. Hope and change to build a fundamentally change this country. Remember when Barack Hussein Obama said that? We're going to fundamentally change. We're going to fundamentally change this country. With hope. We're going to get rid of the old. We're going to bring in the new. Remember that? Same thing here. Build back better. Build back better than what? It was always about build back better than MAGA. That's what it was about. You couldn't say make America great again. So what could you say? Build back better. Better than before Trump. Better than before MAGA. So that means not America first. So that means build back better than make America first, make America great again with people who are not that. Where's the best way to get those people? Outside the country. They're not America first. They just want to be in America, but they're not America first. Build back better was always to build back better than their idea of MAGA. 
What I just reported for you about the cities cutting their employee services and the hours down to zero is simply not sustainable, guys. It just isn't. I can sit up here and entertain. I can sit up here and joke all damn day. But when it comes down to reality, that is not sustainable. That's about as sustainable as making $5 every day and owing 10 Anybody with an ounce of common sense would tell you the same thing. The city of Denver is literally firing people. They're not laying them off. Eli, if you're laid off, that means we can't pay you right now. We're going to cut your hours down. or We're going to lay you off for a period of two weeks. No, no. They cut their hours down to zero. That's not laid off. Laid off means we can't pay you your hours. We can't have you work your eight-hour shift right now. We're going to lay you off, but you're going to come back when things get better. This city reduced the employee hours to zero. That's fired without being fired. Now, for right now, it'll impact coaches, lifeguards, front desk staff at rec centers, and other amenities that you have paying your taxes in your town. You see, the taxes in my town are very high because we have a massive park system and we have an overpriced, overbudgeted, overstaffed with administrative school who seems to run through superintendents every three years and pay them severance. The adults are not in charge. People that know about how things are supposed to run are not the ones that are put in power. It's the people who don't know anything, who've never built a business, who never run anything. Don't call them layoffs, folks. They reduced their hours to zero. That is not a layoff. Now, what happens when it moves further? What happens when those layoffs and those, or excuse me, the reduction of hours hits fire and police, Eli? Hits first responders. Hits the the court system, the, the clerks. What's that going to do? It's going to grind the gears of America to an absolute halt, community by community, state by state. And all for who? All for these people that are coming in that are murdering our American citizens, and they are. All of these illegals that are coming in and raping our American citizens, and they are. All of these illegal aliens coming in and sucking off the taxpayer teat, which all of them are. Hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, did you hear about the, um, did you hear about the two-year-old kid named Jeremy Caceres, who was shot and killed on the 1400 block of Kanawa Street in Langley Park? After two groups were involved in a shootout and, in, and this two-year-old boy got killed, well, they have a fifth suspect in custody. Guess what? The fifth suspect has no reported address, no background, and nobody knows who he is. On the police report, it was noted that Nelson Granados Trejo had no fixed address, but did not give details on whether he was an illegal alien or not. On February 8th, two-year-old Jeremy Pucaceras was shot and killed 
in the middle of this gang shootout or group shootout. And after launching an investigation, PG County police arrested four suspects in connection with the shootout. And on Monday, Nelson Granados Trejos was arrested and charged with first and second degree murder. He's an illegal alien. Yesterday, we reported for you about another illegal alien who killed a 22-year-old college student as well. Here is Granados Trejos, right here, on your screen. Look at the rat, because that's what he is. He's a rat bastard illegal alien. He does, not des- he does not deserve to be here. He does not belong here. But the piece of tra- rash scumbag is here, and he killed a two-year-old boy who was an American citizen. Hang him. Immediate death penalty. And this is why you come to the country legally, folks, so that you can assimilate, so that you can understand our laws, our culture, what the do's and don'ts are, how to obey the rules of the road, how to respect our flag, our constitution, our bill of rights, understand who the founding fathers were and why we have these rights, and more importantly, where do we get them from? Hang him. Because that's a two-year-old American boy that will never, ever experience life. Eli, I thought part of the Constitution was life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. What's that? I thought the left was all about love and tolerance. Not toward their own citizens, though. No. No, you see what they say? When you talk about an illegal alien who killed an American citizen, they don't put the spotlight on the American citizen. They say, we do not want you to take one isolated incident out of character, uh, out of character and um, be a, a bigot or, a, or, or be prejudiced against other groups of people that look like them. Hey, it's not about other groups of people that look like them. It's about other groups of people that are like them, that are illegal and don't belong here. That's what it's about. 5,800 people watching this very important episode of Live from America. We're almost to 6,000. I want to thank each and every one of you. Make sure that you don't forget to rumble and share. Now, before we get to the next portion, the second half of Live from America, I want to talk about TakeLean.com, the lean weight loss pills from Brickhouse Nutritions. Folks, let me just tell you this right now. Field of Greens changed my life. Lean is filling in the gap where my age is just really, my age and schedule is really hard for me to get the appropriate amount of exercise that I really need in to lose weight. As you get older, it's harder to maintain, let alone lose. That's where this comes in. It's doing wonders for me. Ladies and gentlemen, when you are pounding food in and when your body is not operating at a high level and when you, as you get older and you're putting in bad food, that bad food does not metabolize. It sits inside of you. Now, the field of greens is great for purifying and purging. But what happens, ladies and gentlemen, to the fatty acids 
that aren't purged, that sit inside your body and collect weight. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you lose sleep. You get anxiety. You start feeling bad about yourself. You start looking at yourself when you're gaining weight and as you get older and you just start, well, since that's going, that's going. Since this is going, that's going. Eli has also taken the lean weight loss pills. He's also taking Field of Greens, ladies and gentlemen. And he's also taking the force. These are three things that every man over 40 who's not in perfect health should be looking at. So how do you start yours today? And by the way, women too, as far as the lean goes, that's not a testosterone thing. TakeLean.com. That's the website. TakeLean.com. It's recommended to do three pills a day. Find out which is best for you. I started with three. I scaled back to two. And now I think I'm going to go back up to three, but I'm going to take two in the morning, one in the evening. I think that's going to work best for me. TakeLean.com. Use your promo code LFA. Get your LFA family discount and start your weight loss today. But I would also suggest that you don't just take these. Do light workout. Walk. All of that. It'll all work in tandem together, and you'll drop the pounds like nothing. TakeLean.com. Now, second half of the show. I want to show you this video here about the media pass that Joe Biden and Democrats get compared to Donald Trump and Republicans. And what I really, what really like opened my eyes about this was not the title. I started watching, I started listening to the video as I was doing work this morning. And what this woman said in the first 30 seconds caught my ear enough to say, the LFA family needs to see this. Because the more people that start coming out and shedding a light on the unfairness that the media gives to Donald Trump and the propping up that they give to a corpse, the more people that come out that have respected news stations that say this, courage is contagious. That's all I have to say. Courage is definitely contagious. Roll this. 24 presidential campaign. Few things are as important to the two top candidates, Biden and Trump, as getting positive coverage in the news. Donald Trump had a decided disadvantage in 2016 and 2020 when it comes to the traditional press and social media. Here at Full Measure, we've documented the media's uniquely harsh treatment of Trump since he first declared his run for the White House, including an explosion in the trend of false reporting by formerly well-respected national news outlets. We've also been tracking media mistakes under the Biden presidency to see if he'd fall victim to the same syndrome. In other words, Is the media making an unprecedented number of sloppy but innocent errors, or is their behavior part of a calculated strategy? Today's cover story, what the record shows. When President Biden spent last Christmas on vacation with family, he continued the longest string in two decades of a U.S. president not visiting the troops during the holiday. But there was no criticism in the press like there had been of his predecessor. Thank you. President Trump. With Trump, the media was eager to blare negative headlines, even when false. In 2018, NBC incorrectly reported that Trump stayed home at Christmas time, the first U.S. president since 2002 to skip visiting the troops. The news went global. But it wasn't true. The media had jumped the gun. Trump and First Lady Melania left the White House Christmas Day to visit U.S. soldiers in Iraq. 
On Thanksgiving, Newsweek made a similar error, falsely reporting that Trump was spending the holiday golfing at Mar-a-Lago in Florida. But the reporter had fabricated the golf story. Trump flew to Afghanistan on Thanksgiving to again be with the troops, making Trump the only president in U.S. history to visit troops in a combat zone both on Thanksgiving and so close to Christmas, though the press never reported that. Three years into the Biden presidency, it's clear Trump was treated with unique unfairness by error-riddled reports in the media, always cutting in a negative direction. There's been no similar trend under Biden. But first, a reminder of just a few of the worst media mistakes about Trump. CNN claimed Nancy Sinatra was not happy her father's song was played at Trump's inauguration. But Nancy Sinatra responded, that's not true. I never said that. Why do you lie, CNN? Time falsely claimed Trump removed the bust statue of Martin Luther King from the Oval Office. TMZ reported Trump changed Black History Month to African American History Month. But Presidents Obama, Bush and Clinton had all called it African American History Month. BBC, The Guardian and others reported that Trump wasn't bothering to listen to a speech by Italy's prime minister since he wasn't wearing translation headphones. Turns out he was wearing a translation earpiece. Newsweek and others reported Poland's first lady refused to shake Trump's hand, but later had to admit she did. CNN edited Trump's remarks to make it seem as though he didn't realize Japan builds cars in the U.S., but the full statement made clear that he does. You've been creating jobs for our country for a long, long time. Several Japanese automobile industry firms uh, have been really doing a job. CNN also edited a video to make it seem like Trump impatiently dumped fish food in the water at Japan's palace. But he'd followed the lead of Japan's prime minister. Newsweek claimed Ivanka Trump plagiarized one of her own speeches, which is impossible since plagiarizing is stealing someone else's work. The UK Telegraph apologized for at least eight mistakes in an article criticizing Melania Trump. The New York Times, AP, CNN and others excerpted a Trump comment as if he'd called all illegal immigrants animals. These are people. These are animals. Later, corrections noted he'd been referring to members of the murderous MS-13 criminal gang. The New York Times Magazine and CNN shared a story showing children illegally brought into the U.S. supposedly in cages. But the article and photos were actually from the Obama administration. Agence France Press mistakenly reported that more than 100,000 children brought in by illegal immigrants were being held in detention. That was actually the total number in 2015 under Obama. Time and others showed a crying Honduran child to illustrate Trump separating illegal immigrant parents from children, but the child hadn't been separated from her parents in the U.S. MSNBC falsely claimed Trump banned the Red Cross from visiting the immigrant children. The Red Cross said that wasn't true. MSNBC also falsely claimed that Trump had talked about exterminating Latinos, but later corrected that and apologized. NBC News misidentified the focus of Trump's praise in a speech as Confederate General Robert E. Lee. Actually, Trump was talking about Union General Ulysses S. Grant. 
And his name was Grant, General Grant. The Washington Post and others falsely reported that Trump-supporting pro-life Catholic high school students were the aggressors in a confrontation in Washington, D.C. Several news outlets featured an empty podium at Trump's 4th of July celebration in 2019 and said he didn't draw crowds, but the photo was taken before the event. The actual crowd was huge. The New York Times and others implied Trump hadn't paid income taxes for 18 years, but the record shows he'd paid a higher rate than Democrats Bernie Sanders and President Obama. Bloomberg and the Wall Street Journal reported special counsel Robert Mueller had subpoenaed Trump's bank records. That wasn't true. Politico falsely reported that Trump owed the Bank of China tens of millions of dollars in a loan coming due as he dealt with China on coronavirus. Not true. MSNBC falsely reported that Trump had loans with Russian co-signers. Slate.com falsely claimed a Russian bank server had been illicitly communicating with Trump Tower. And the New York Times, CNN, MSNBC, and many others falsely reported that the Hunter Biden laptop scandal story was unsubstantiated or Russian disinformation. Unfortunately for them, Donald Trump was right about all of their nefarious activity. He was right about wanting to go after them as agents of propaganda that divide this country on purpose, which I believe if you do it knowingly in tandem and in collusion with the federal government, you should be prosecuted for that. Maybe not treason, but somewhere along the lines, the entire company should go down. And remember, Donald Trump's executive order about anybody who is involved colluding with stealing the election all of their property, all of their um, resources and, and equipment, whatever they are, would be confiscated by the U.S. government. That is why MSNBC is so afraid about what Donald Trump is going to do to them when he opens up an investigation on them and other networks for what they did to this country. Because what they did was they peddled propaganda to destroy him, to destroy this country, to destroy our vote, to destroy our right to have in that White House who we chose. And the list could go on and on and on. What about there are good people on both sides? What about they're coming over the border and they're murderers and rapists? I will make that a short clip, Eli. Can you please write that down? We're going to have two short clips today, and this is going to be the other one. The mainstream media caught in all of their lies. And don't think we're going to forget it. Don't think we're going to forget it when the time comes because we're coming for you. Another one we're coming for. Hey, 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 Fat Alvin Bragg. Hey, 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 Fat Alvin. Well, folks, Fat Alvin Bragg, by the way, we only need 190 more people and we get that 6,000. Fat Alvin Bragg has now asked the, the judge to gag Donald Trump again ahead of the hush money trial. George Soros-backed heavyweight, Fat Alvin Bragg, Manhattan District Attorney, has asked Judge Merkin to go ahead there and gag Donald Trump again ahead of the hush money trial scheduled for March 25th. And I'm reading in quotes from the double chin man. (laughs) Uh, Trump has a long history of making public and inflammatory remarks 
about the participants in various judicial proceedings against him. Yeah, because it's his right to do so. Right, Eli? Did he just say Trump has freedom of speech? Oh, no. Don't make me do that. Put your hand in the air dance, Eli. Don't make me do it. (laughs) Including jurors, witnesses, lawyers, and court staff. Ooh. Maybe they all shouldn't be evil. Maybe they all shouldn't be breaking the law. Maybe they all shouldn't be illegally prosecuting and persecuting a man with um, with no proof of anything. Maybe, just maybe. Oh, sorry, Donald Trump gets to speak. Anyway, he asked the judge to impose the gag order on Donald Trump, who was charged in New York with falsifying business records related to hush money he paid to Stormy Horseface Daniels. Trump is already... <laughs> Eli over in the corner went... <laughs> Trump is already under a limited gag order in his federal election interference case in Washington, D.C., and the prosecutors in Manhattan are seeking a similar narrowly tailored order restricting certain prejudicial, extrajudicial statements by Donald J. Trump. Now, we already know that far left-wing Judge Juan Merkin ruled that Trump's trial in the Stormy Daniels hush money case um, and has already uh, gagged Donald Trump once before. Judge Merchant issued the ruling after the judge in Jack Smith's January 6th case postponed the March 4th trial date. He also turned down requests for a delay by Trump's legal team. And now they're asking again for another gag order on Donald Trump. I wonder how well that's going to work out. It hasn't worked out too well for any of them since the very beginning. I wonder how that's going to work out for another gag order on Donald Trump. I guess we'll have to see where that goes. But I'm willing to bet that they'll try to, get, they'll try to do a gag order again because that's what they want to do. They want to persecute a man and not let him talk about being persecuted. You think Donald Trump is ever going to not talk about him being persecuted? You think that some fat triple chin judge is going to be able to get up there with a mouthful of subway? Gag him again. Donald Trump will say, yeah. All right, take two of these and call me in the morning. I'm from New York. All right. Now, speaking of Jack Smith, deceitful criminal conduct. Those are the words that Jack Smith is using now, talking about the handling of Donald Trump's uh, personal items that he's entitled to because he was the you know, president of the United States that he took from the, uh, to the White House, really crossfire hurricane, crossfire hurricane. Jack Smith claims that Donald Trump's handling of classified documents is far worse than Biden's stolen documents. I don't know how that could be possible. Donald Trump is protected by the Presidential Records Act, whether they like it or not. Whether they like it or not. And in the end, that's going to be the ruling because it's the law. He's protected under the Presidential Records Act. Joe Biden was not. Period. End of story. And the only reason why Jack Smith is saying that Donald Trump is more dangerous, him having those records is far more dangerous than Joe Biden's stolen classified document records, is because the records that Donald Trump has pertains to Crossfire Hurricane. That is why they're more dangerous. They certainly are. They certainly are more dangerous than Joe Biden's because Donald Trump's that he's entitled to have all the information on the treason that Barack Obama and the NSA and the CIA and the FBI engaged in with foreign nationalists, foreign high-ranking officials and governments. 
That is why it's more dangerous. I would agree with Jack Smith. You're right. You're right, you little scumbag, non-American citizen loser. You're right. The defendants have not identified anyone who has engaged in a remotely similar suit of willful and deceitful criminal conduct and not been prosecuted, nor could they, Jack Smith wrote in a 12-page filing. Yeah. Joe Biden hasn't been prosecuted. There you go right there. You're contradicting your own stupid self. He said Trump, unlike Biden, is alleged to have engaged in extensive and repeated efforts to obstruct justice and thwart the return of the documents with classified markings because the evidence and the information in those records show all of your illegal activity. And you know this because the president of the uh, NARA, the record administration, has copies of these. So you know what he has. You don't need the ones he has. You need the ones he has only because they show your guilt. And that's why they're more dangerous than Joe Biden's. Admit it. Admit it. Admit it, you rat face, Netherlands-living, non-legal official of the United States of America. Admit it, you pile of trash. We're coming for you. And we will find you in the Netherlands as well. Not me. Authorities. Got to make sure I say that. The FBI is just waiting outside for any minute they can pound the door in and illegally take me into custody. Admit it. That's why they're more dangerous. You know it, and I know it. Know your role, shut your mouth, and retire back to the Netherlands before your life is in danger of being persecuted as well. Because you know what it already is. We're coming for you. Now, Donald Trump, speaking of these cases, Donald Trump has appealed, finally, the judgment in the New York civil fraud case as the amount owed now swells, according to Letitia James, to $454 million dollars. President Trump appealed the ruling yesterday. Engeron claimed Trump and each of his defendants participated in aiding and abetting the conspiracy to commit insurance fraud by their individual acts in falsifying business records and valuations causing materially fraudulent SFCs to be intentionally submitted to insurance companies. Um... Ladies and gentlemen, I don't think I posted this yesterday. But I'm going to go post it right now. Oh, no, I did. I did post it. So let's go to it. Let's go to my my Instagram page. Perfect. All right, folks. Let's pull this up on the screen. I want the people to see the truth. You want to know why Fannie Willis is going to lose and why she's going to lose really, 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 really bad? Put this on the screen. I want you to see the little house on the prairie circled in red right here. Do you see this house? This is near Donald Trump's home in Mar-a-Lago. This little white house right here that's circled in red is reportedly 8,000 square feet and valued at 40 One million dollars right now, today. See the size of this mansion? 
It's like the size of the inner part of Mar-a-Lago right here. It ju- it's on the market, 8,000 square feet, valued at $41 million. Mar-a-Lago, which is right here, and you can't even see all of it, is around 64,000 square feet, eight times bigger than that mansion. That's a $330 million valuation with accounting for architecture, or without accounting for architecture, layout, celebrity factor, Trump name attached to it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the Judge Engeron troll in New York valued that house at $18 million. $18 million. Proof that Letitia James is going down. Judge Engeron is going down. Their only hope is they'll get away with this because Trump, Trump will go to federal prison. Not going to happen. You are going down, Letitia James, because this right here, you want to share this with friends? You want your idiotic people and your family that are liberals to understand exactly what this case was about? Let them know that the entire $454 million lawsuit case from Letitia James is predicated on one fact and one fact only, that this property right here is valued at $18 million. That's it. Boom. Mic drop. Oops. Dumb, dumb award of the day. Letitia James, Jack Smith, Judge Engron, and all your idiot liberal friends and friends and family. We're coming for you. We're coming for you. This is absolutely ridiculous that we even have to have this discussion. And it's absolutely ridiculous that Donald Trump lost in a civil case based on that and those numbers and, that and those facts. You've got to be an idiot to think you're going to get away with this. Now, speaking of getting away with things, we're now going to go from New York down to Georgia, as this is live from America. How are you guys doing? You guys good right now? The flow of the show going okay. Everybody all right? We got 5,800 people in here. We never got to that 6,000, but that's okay. That's okay. Is everybody going? Is everybody all right? Feeling good? Ready to go through the next half hour of the show? Let's get some more Field of Greens into us, huh? Eli, you finished your Field of Greens yet? Uh-huh. Still got some. All right. Let's go to Georgia. We've got a lot of news to put out. I want you to meet the experienced Democrat operative that the Biden regime had placed in Fannie Willis's office in order to coordinate with them back and forth without having to have Fannie Willis have phone calls or without her traveling or without her having emails in order to target Donald Trump and collude with the federal government to try to take Donald J. Trump down in a RICO case in Georgia. I'm going to introduce you to this man right now. This man that you are about to see is the Biden plant, we'll call him, in Fannie Willis's Georgia office. That's him right there. Get a good look. Everybody get a good look. That's him right there. The Biden regime's collusion with corrupt Fulton County District Fannie Willis runs deeper than most people even know, with an experienced Democrat operative reportedly serving as the brainchild behind the whole thing. 
Now, I want to give um, credit to Breitbart News because they uncovered this explosive information that the regime planted the operative inside Willis's office to target and go after Trump. Breitbart reports the operative in question is Jeff DeSantis. Not DeSantis, D-E, Jeff DeSantis, D-I, who serves as the county's deputy district attorney and has far more extensive professional experiences than your usual county employee. For example, Jeff DeSantis worked on Willis's 2020 campaign. How about that? And was the former executive director of the Democratic Party of Georgia with extensive knowledge of campaign finance laws. He also served as the deputy director for compliance for the uh, DNC. Now here's more from DeSantis and his official campaign bio, which illustrates the breadth of his experience in Democrat politics. Jeff has worked in candidates or worked for candidates, Democrat candidates in 30 states running for a variety of offices, including President of the United States, uh, United States Senator, Governor, United States Representative, Attorney General, District Attorney, and Mayor, as well as for a National Political Party Committee. He has served as a campaign manager, media consultant, pollster, press spokesman, research director, and policy advisor. Sources told Breitbart that DeSantis is the brainchild behind the collusion between the Joe Biden administration and the Fannie Willis camp. DeSantis did this. He's the one. He's the one pulling all the strings, said the source. He was the one that walled her, Willis, off and protected her. He, he was in every important meeting. He is the brainchild behind this. This is the connection to the White House right here. DeSantis is the one pulling the strings on the whole thing. Everybody heard Fannie Willis testify. It's no secret. She's not smart. That is how she sounds and acts every day of the week. Now I mean? And that man who you saw on your screen, Jeff DeSantis, hey, Jim Jordan, hey, James Comer, Hey, the rest of you idiot Republicans out there, you really want to nail Fannie Willis? Hey, Brian Kemp, Brad Raffensperger, all of you, here's your guy. I'm sure you know him well. Jeff DeSantis is the bridge between the Biden administration and Fannie Willis's camp. And this information from Breitbart comes on the heels of the judge ordering Nathan Wade's divorce attorney to testify again on the client relationship between Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade. This just gets better and better every single day. Georgia Judge McAfee has ordered the former law partner and divorce attorney of Nathan Wade to testify again about the Trump special prosecutor's relationship with Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis as defendant in the state's 2020 election interference case against Willis and her being qualified. Lawrence Terrence Bradley may be forced to retake the witness stand as um, after Superior Court Judge Scott McAfee informed attorneys in a late email Monday that attorney-client privilege does not protect 
some conversation that Bradley had with Nathan Wade. The order to testify comes after judge after the judge and Bradley held a closed door meeting on Monday that lasted more than an hour. Now remember McAfee also should be barred from this case because he donated to Fannie Willis. So we'll see how that goes. The order to testify, ladies and gentlemen, a spokesperson for Willis said that the district attorney's office can only provide comment in court, not outside of court. Hmm. So we'll see where this goes. But if you ask me, that judge has a conflict of interest because he donated to Fannie Willis's campaign to get her elected. So how can he oversee it? Are there any judges in Georgia that are not biased? Are there any judges that are not biased or maybe friendly to the Constitution that we could get to oversee anything? That would be nice. Moving on. Hunter Biden claims that the future of democracy depends on his sobriety. First of all, we are going to strangle democracy in the crib like a baby Hitler. Just so you know. We're not just coming after you. We're coming after democracy because we don't want any part of it in the United States of America. Now, left-wing media would take what I just said, chop it up and say, this man is dangerous. He's a right-wing MAGA extremist. He wants to destroy democracy because democracy leads to tyranny. That's why. Democracy is two wolves and a lamb arguing over what's for dinner. That's democracy. We are not a democracy. We have pockets of democracy in a constitutional republic which oversees all Because that gives us individual liberty. You, me, and the next guy. We are coming to strangle democracy in the crib like a baby Hitler. I think that's a good statement, don't you, Eli? One hell of a way to look at it, I'll tell you that. Grab some attention, though, won't it? That's what we're coming for. Hunter Biden has been a scandal that just keeps on giving, isn't he? Like herpes, Eli. Hunter Biden is now claiming in an interview that the future of democracy itself, which they call freedom, which is not, depends on his sobriety. He's that important, Eli. He's that important. Well, at least he's modest, the reporter begins. First son, Hunter Biden, said in a rare interview published Monday that him staying clean is vital because I have something much bigger than even myself at stake, he says. (laughs) He claimed that while talking with Axios that we're in the middle of a fight for the future of democracy. You're damn right we are, and we're winning. Democrats have also often claimed that democracy is at stake in the 2024 presidential race. I wish Donald Trump would stop saying the word democracy. I really do. I wish he'd start saying republic and stop saying the word democracy. Democrats claim that democracy at stake in a 2024 presidential election, which likely will be between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Their claim then is that a Trump victory would be the end of democracy. And Hunter Biden apparently believes more scandalous behavior on his part would reflect poorly on Joe Biden if there was no democracy. So what he's saying is, this is funny. (laughs) What he's saying here is, That if there was no rights to trials, you know, like 
the January Sixers aren't getting, or rights to defend yourself through democracy, you know, like the January Sixers aren't getting, then it would be easier to pin his shortcomings and his faults on Joe Biden, and he just doesn't want that to happen to his daddy. Hmm. He just doesn't want that to happen to dad. Meanwhile, the narcissist who claims that democracy itself would end if his sobriety was not kept in check, the judge has ordered the FBI informant who blew the whistle on the Hunter Biden Burisma bribery scheme, the judge has just ordered him to remain in jail pending a trial. Now, we talked about this the other day. We talked about how the left wants this man locked up. They don't want him out. And the reason they don't want him out is because they're claiming that he's a flight risk. They're claiming that he would use his Israeli passport and leave the country and then go and be put the country at risk with what he's saying, with his lies. Now they're ordering him to stay locked up because he's a flight risk. They're ordering him to stay locked up because his first set of whistleblowing was right. And I don't know what they did to make this guy say he was lying, but it's the entire basis for them calling for an end of investigations against Hunter and Joe. So let me ask you, do you think that this man, this FBI whistleblower, Shmirnov, do you think he's in danger? Do you think he's got something to say? Do you think his first set of whistleblowing was right? Do you think that Beijing Biden and crackhead Hunter are hoping that this man saying that he lied about the Burisma scandal, even though we have the documents to prove it, is going to stop us from coming after them? You are a fake president. I don't even care if you're a real president. You are not above we the people. You get your job from us. You get your power from us. And we say you're fired. We say you are fired. Now, speaking of Beijing, speaking of the CCP, who's really puppeting everything, did anybody, Eli, did you see Chuck Schumer celebrating with the CCP and, and waving the China red communist flag? Did you see it? No, that makes me want to puke. Chuck Schumer, ladies and gentlemen. Ready? Oh, not only him, Mayor Eric Afgren. Yo, where you get those chopsticks from? Yo, Eli, I'm just out here chopsticking and stuff. Yo, I'm out here. I'm out here Chinese, japanese and dirty knees Looking me in. That's what I'm out here doing and stuff. Wave that China flag. Wave that CCP flag, Chuck. There he goes. Here it comes. Oh, there you go. There you go. Wave that CCP communist-inspired flag, you scumbag. You and Mayor Eric Eighth Grade Adams, we out here colluding and stuff. You're waving that flag? I'll wave an NFSC flag with an American flag all day because their ideals match ours. I would never, I would, 
I'd urinate on a CCP flag. That's what I would do, Eli. I'd urinate on it, defecate on it, put it on video, send it to Xi Jinping himself. Yep. Dance all over it. You are not welcome here. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Ladies and gentlemen, I think Chuck Schumer has earned the loser award of the day. I'm a loser. I think that's fair, don't you? I'm a loser. And I'm not what I appear to be. We're coming for you, Gorsuch. We're coming for you, Kavanaugh. No, we're coming for you, Chucky Schumer. And your little transgender Colonel Vindman-looking wife, too. We're coming for you and your transgender wife, too. <laughs> Eli, you good, you good over there, man? I'll get you and your little tranny, too. <laughs> I pick some tranny fluid later for my truck. <laughs> anyway, folks, I've got a video from James O'Keefe to show you. But before we get there... We got to go and we got to talk about one of our uh, partners here. Been a partner for a long time. Not sure how much longer we're going to have him as a partner. Um, you know, I, I, for a lot of reasons, I want them to open up their um, access to gold and silver for more people. Um, but they've been a, here a long time and we'll see where those conversations go. And I'm talking about Gold Co., ladies and gentlemen. Goldco.com slash live. Goldco.com slash live. Now, you can call the number on your screen. Or when you go to goldco.com, you can also talk and chat with a live member right then and there. And I got to tell you, and I've said it a million times, there is no more secure and greater feeling than having your green money turned into physical gold or silver. Holding that in your hands is the most empowering thing outside of the word of God that I've ever physically and tangibly touched. And I want more of it. Not because I want to spend it, because I want to do the opposite. I want to keep it. And if you want to keep yours too in this Biden environment, go to goldco.com slash live today. Goldco.com slash live today. And see how you can turn your 401k or your retirement into a gold or silver IRA today. And if you got a big enough one, I think they'll even give you about 15000 Eli, dollars worth of free silver. Check it out today. Goldco.com. Now, James O'Keefe went after the IRS couple weeks ago. And now he caught up with Alex Mena from the IRS, who was telling you that the IRS looks at all your bank accounts, audits all your stuff, has access to shut your money off, knows everything you spend your dime on, every dime on. They are intruding into your personal finances in a way that you never knew was possible. And now James O'Keefe and the OMG media group have caught up with that IRS agent. And Eli, we got a runner. We got a runner. The scariest words in a corrupted person's life. Hi, I'm James O'Keefe with OMG. Pew. Pew. Gone like the flash. Roll it. With the IRS. Huh? Are you Alex Mena with the IRS, sir? Um, you're part of an undercover investigation. Okay, They're talking about... You're going after small people, people's destroying lives. people's lives. You have yeah, no, no problem, problem doing that. Right. You're on a hidden camera as part of a hidden camera they investigation. Like they all have any empathy at all towards it? It was at this moment that he knew. He f***ed up. Sir? 
You're on camera, sir. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. Sir? Sir? Really sorry. Sir? Um, this, is this you on camera, sir? No, that's not me. That's not you. That's not you? Who denied his identity. That is certainly you, sir. It's you on hidden camera. Um, sir, what, what you said that it's unconstitutional, the warrantless searches at the IRS, sir? Sir? Sorry, you say, sir, sir, you're running. We have a runner here. We have a runner at the IRS. Where are you going? Sir, this is not, you said it's not you. Is this not you? Sir? Sir, we have a runner. We have a runner at the IRS. We're going for a jog here in New York City with a criminal investigations unit at the IRS. We're running it. Whoa, this way, guys. I love music. We're running bom, 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 bom. Bom, 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 We got a runner at the IRS. He's running from them. I got my chocolate chip cookies. He's sprinting. I got my cookies. <laughs> my chocolate chip cookies. Fast as boy. A few moments later. We're gonna find him in a dark hall, a dark alley somewhere, shooting up, shooting up fentanyl. He's hiding. Shooting up hope. He's hiding. He's hiding. Get him. Get him. Get him. Get him. There he He's is. Hiding. Get him. Are you filming? Where are you going? <laughs> he hid. You trying to hide from me. We're in New York City, in the West Village. There's an IRS guy working in the criminal division who's running away. Hey, this is a marathon. I drive my chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> He's running away from me. He's straight sprinting. He says it's unconstitutional. It's unconstitutional. That's not me. Watch out, doggy. Huh? Okay. We are on Hudson Street, Hudson in New York City in Barrow. I can't go farther, James. Okay. Our cameraman's winded. We're gonna throw up. I have no fear of fainting in the gym. I always throw up in the gym. I threw up many times while I was working out. Let's go. Okay. Go down, come on. James. Okay, okay. Hold on. Okay. I can't breathe. I understand. Ah. I know, it's, it's tough. Ah. James. Ah. Come on, man. Ah. I know, you're doing great. You're good, you're good. You're, you're surviving. Keep him going, James. Keep you're him surviving, going. Right? I just can't breathe. I'm James O'Keefe. In the West Village in New York City. The individual Alex Mina inside the IRS and the criminal investigations division has ran inside there and he's hiding from us. He ran in there. He's hiding. He's hiding. He randomly into a building. That was not a jog. That was a flat out sprint. He sprinted. He denied his own identity. That's right, the official for the IRS denied that he was who he was. I mean, I, I've, I've seen some crazy things in my life. But an IRS individual running like Forrest Gump 
after he's caught on camera saying that the warrant program is unconstitutional. And I dropped my chocolate chip cookies. So guess what we're doing? We're going back to get some more chocolate chip cookies because you got to eat the cookie camera person and I did not. And that's why you almost threw up and I didn't. God works in mysterious ways. Reporting from the West Village in New York City, this is James O'Keefe with OMG. It takes a lot of money to do this kind of work. Unbelievable. James O'Keefe in a flat out sprint to chase down the IRS agent who was running for his life. And I just kept running, mama. That's not me. That is not me. Well, that's clearly you. That's clearly you. It's not to me. Uh, hold on. Look over there. Eli, that is not me. What's that? <laughs> I love the video. The video, too, by the way, when he's being in terror. I mean, when he's on that date, he's like, oh, yeah, we shouldn't be doing this. We shouldn't be doing that. He's very clear, very precise. But then he's out in the street. You're harassing me. I don't know you. Please leave me alone. Wait, speak English? Look over there. <laughs> Wow, 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 James O'Keefe. You know, we got to get him back on the show, Eli. It's been a while since we've had James O'Keefe on, hasn't it? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, well, the reason why the world hates Jeremy Harrell and the government of the UK is trying to get Rumble to shut us down, banned us from every social media platform. The reason why the FBI has visited myself, James O'Keefe, put James O'Keefe in handcuffs, taken away all of his stuff, looked for all of his um, contacts, looked for all of his um, uh, privileged information, uh, bothers us, puts Owen Schroyer in jail for free speech, goes after Alex Jones for hundreds of millions of dollars. The reason why they do this is because we are destroying their democracy. And I want everybody to understand what I'm saying here. We're destroying their democracy because democracy is not what we are. We are a constitutional republic. And when they start saying how afraid they are of us destroying their democracy, that is when you know you've got them on the ropes. I want you to listen to what Fidel Castro's son, Justin Trudeau, said in Canada yesterday. Brings a smile to my face just thinking about it. Roll it. I'm not going to talk about internal European dynamics, but I will say that in all of our democracies, in every democracy around the world, we are seeing uh, a rising um, movements of uh, either uh, authoritarian populism uh, or uh, skepticism about democracy itself. Uh, and we all need to recommit ourselves to standing up, not just for Ukraine, but through standing up for Ukraine to the very principles that make our countries strong and free. Um, it is a time where uh, citizens cannot take their democracies for granted, need to continue to be there, uh, to lean in, not just on being worried about uh, their uh, daily challenges, which are significant everywhere around the world right now, but making sure we are building peace, stability, and prosperity for future generations as well. And that means standing up unequivocally for the international rules-based order, standing for democracy against 
authoritarianism against illegal invasions of another country's sovereignty. These are principles that uh, are under discussion in every country around the world. And I know that the two of us are standing unequivocally alongside so many others in favor of the peace and prosperity uh, that ensures a better future. Here, I got something better uh, when we talk about him. Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. We are coming for your democracy, and we're going to destroy it once and for all. And we're going to do it, Eli, while being clean with some OFP farms. We ain't going to be dirty when we take uh, uh, your democracy over. No, no, we're not going to be like the rats that are coming over the northern and the southern border. No, we're going to be clean. We're going to be clean Americans. And we're going to be clean with soap that doesn't have toxins in it that give us cancer and destroy our body. You know why? Because we got it from Denise and Corey. We got it from Cleo and Margaret. We got it from the herd, right? What clique do you belong to, Eli? Bah, the herd, bruh. That's what we belong to, right? Get your goat soap milk products, ladies and gentlemen, your goat milk soap products, your beard and bath oils, your deodorants, and all of your bathroom cosmetics from OFPFarms.com. Ah, join the herd today. Eli, that might be the best promo ever cut. Join the herd. Ah, we got to have a gang sign that looks like a hoof. Like this, you know what I mean? Ah, people might think something else, though. Anyway, LFA15. At time of purchase, LFA15, and save yourself 15% off of your purchase. Well, Eli, that's going to do it. Got anything to say to the folks before we roll? You guys have a great rest of the day. Check out all the other shows, and we'll see you bright and early tomorrow. Stay patriotic. Man, join the herd. <laughs> join the herd, ladies and gentlemen. Look, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, keep your head up high, because you're a child of God. No weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Remember, they can't beat God and they can't beat Trump, and they're both on your side. So it looks like you are in good hands, folks. Remember, Kevin Smith and Loud Majority comes up next. Make sure you rumble and like all the shows all the way through 10 p.m. with Man in America, folks. I love you. Keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face. And whatever you do, never stop spreading the gospel. I love you guys. Peace.